I'm Mary Lyons, the Wealth Woman. Hi, I'm Eric Alexander with Benchmark Income Group. Welcome to the Big Wealth Podcast. So the question today is, do you have FOMO for crypto? <laughs> so if we had a dollar for every time we got asked about crypto, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever the, whatever the flavor of the day is, uh, I'd have a lot of dollars. I don't know how many I would have, but I'd have a lot of dollars. And it's so I think definitely today, a hot topic right now. It's definitely a hot topic. And so I think today, one of the things we really wanted to kind of talk about, you know, I think crypto is sort of the, uh, the symptom and not the, and, and not the topic, but I think to some extent it is this idea of core and explore as a, a foundational principle for what we do. So tell me, tell us a little bit or tell them a little bit about what you, what you think of when you think of corn Explorer. As, as yeah, a- I think, um, well, I, I would say that more and more recently uh, over the past six months or so, I've had a lot of clients asking specifically about cryptocurrencies, blockchain, NFTs, everything in that space. And I think part of that is because it's all over the news. But I also think, you know, over the past couple of years, it's gained a lot more popularity and people see all these articles about, you know, somebody who bet it all on Bitcoin and then became a billionaire kind of situation. Um, And so it's hard not to ask about that. But I think what's really, yeah, it is right. exciting Um, because you hear all the stories of the way it goes. Well, I mean, no one's reporting on, hey, I just lost half of my uh of my fortune because i've put it all in but you know i think that that happens yeah you don't hear those so i think um i think it's really important to begin thinking about okay do you have your basic financial plan taken care of because i think it's really important when you're looking at investments that could be considered speculative to understand what that really means and it doesn't mean stay away from those investments it just means that um you know, you're taking a gamble if you put it all on red. And so it's important to make sure that you've got the basics of your financial plan taken care of before you start doing those things, or at least that you're paying attention to, you know, kind of your worst case scenario as you're making those investments. Right. And, and my running joke is I don't go to rent. I don't go to Vegas with my rent money. Right. 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 I mean, there's some there's some parts of my portfolio that I'm smart with or that I'm more maybe boring with. Uh, and then there's this other smaller part that's like, let's see what we can do. And if it turns out really well, you know, if it, if it, if it turns out really big, then great. But I haven't bet the farm on it. Right. And I think, you know, if you go even almost a little bit further in this, I had a client recently ask me um, how I felt specifically about their situation and um, their ability to invest in cryptocurrencies. Right. And it was, I felt like I was being set up to be honest with you because that was very clear that the husband was interested in investing in this and the wife really wasn't. And so I thought, you know, okay, this is kind of a landmine here. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to make anyone mad, but at the same time, I think it's important to be honest about it. And what I really said was, look, we've built a plan for, for you, for your family, right? right? And we know that there's a pretty high likelihood that this plan is going to go the way it's expected to because we aren't taking a lot of risk. We've got your income strategies built into it. And so I said, you know, if you know that all this is taken care of, if you take a small amount of money and you put it into something that is more speculative and you lose all of that money, you still know that your ability to retire is just fine. But if you hit it big and it's really beneficial, it could dramatically impact the situation. 
right? And so I just asked them, I said, look, if you look at overall what you're saving, you shouldn't be putting more than 10% of your net worth into something speculative, right? right? And it should also be a number that if it went down to zero, you would be okay with that, right? Right, Like maybe not happy, but it's not gonna cause you to get a divorce, right? So you guys need to figure out exactly what that number looks like before you jump all in and then you've lost the farm, right? Yeah, I, I had a conversation yesterday with my wife and, and a, a friend of mine sent me this thing. He's like, hey, let me tell you what I'm doing. And he says, basically, you, you put $500 into this thing. They're going to go build the deal. Six months later, you get you get the thing. I'm not going to tell you what the thing is, but you get the thing. And then the market right now is you could sell that thing for probably ten dollars to $15,000 more than, than what you paid for it. And if... And if in the end of six months, if it turns out that the market is still not favorable, the max out of pocket is 500 bucks. And so I talked to my wife, Amy, and I'm like, this is really amazing. She's like, let me guess. We're about to go buy one of these things. And I'm like, maybe, like, you know, but, but it's $500, right? right? If it was, hey, I heard about this thing that this one guy said that there's $50,000 or $500,000, that if it doesn't go well, the most we're out is 50K that conversation would have went very differently. Right. Well, and that's it. I think you have to, like the idea of core and explore is that when you are exploring things that are speculative, you're doing it with smaller chunks of money, right? Because if you if you do it for long enough, there's a probability that something will actually hit, but you right. have to be sure that you aren't tanking your financial plan by making speculative investments along the way. And I think that's really hard to fight from a just from a basic human nature because we all want the big win, right? The big win is a lot sexier and a lot more exciting than you know slow and steady wins the race, right? right? Money, but, money I mean, won is sweeter than money earned or whatever the phrase is, right? Well, yeah, and you think about the old Aesop's fable, the tortoise and the hare, right? We all want to be the hare. That's splashy. It's you know there's something to talk about. Oh, let me tell you what I just did, but sometimes it makes sense to be the tortoise. You know, there's a a concept that I think you and I learned about very, very early in our careers called patient capital. Yeah. Right. And when you think about the miracle of compound interest and, you know, some of the concepts that we teach, it's about keeping your money steadily growing for you in predictable manners. And then you know what your worst case scenario looks like, right? Or at least you have a pretty good idea of that. And then going and taking risks with smaller amounts of money, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 But but don't bet the farm, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's it. And and I think those core really come back to this idea, and then we can kind of wrap up with this. But I think that core comes back to this idea of I, I want a really solid investment portfolio, really well diversified in equities, fixed income. I want some currency or some sort of contra assets in there. But I... I want it to be managed to to my risk tolerance. I, we we want to talk. We talked a lot about the insurance and all the things it can do as a multiplier for what we're building, and then that that ex, that explore piece of it gets bolted on to either help or kind of uh, what is the phrase we keep saying over and over? Zhuzh it up, right? That's not a <laughs> phrase, but like to help kind of bring it along. So the last part on this, what, what are some of you know we've talked about crypto and, and FOMO mm-hmm. for crypto and. Um, what are some of the other sort of explore strategies that you've been talking about lately? 
Well, I think actually before we go to that, I, you know, talking about crypto in general, I think you have to decide what your own personal risk tolerance is and, yeah. and how much you're willing to risk at that. But I think looking at, you know, what's happened with Bitcoin and Ethereum over the past two or three months, I mean, as of the date of this recording, uh, both of those are down around 40% from their peak, right? right? And, um, and so you, you look at that and if you just got excited about all of this, because in the, in the past, you know, couple of months and put money in, you'd be down a pretty substantial amount. And so I think it's, it's important to understand that when there is a gold rush, right? Everybody goes after the gold but there's an old adage that says, if there is a gold rush, buy up all the shovels because you know that people are going to need shovels to dig for gold. And so I do think if the volatility of the cryptocurrency market is more than you're comfortable with, then I think there are other opportunities to participate in some of the growth that's happening there by looking at alternatives. So companies that are processing transactions, right? Um, mining rigs, that type of thing, where you're really looking for the shovel, not the gold. And maybe your upside potential isn't quite as high as it could be, but potentially there's less risk looking at those types of investments that are surrounding that industry. Yeah, and I think that's actually a good point because one of the things you and I had, you've had, we've had numerous conversations on this now, is you know one of the things we saw last year was gold was down, you know, yep. kind of high single digits, uh, not quite double digits, but it, it vacillated quite a bit. But it was always and, and not what you would expect in an inflationary or pre-inflationary environment. Right, right. You would have expected, hey, inflation's high, everybody's running into gold. That's kind of the one-on-one playbook. Mm -hmm. um, and the the speculation, the conversation we've been having is well, is is gold no longer that contra asset when the world is ending? Is it now crypto because people are looking for for something that is sort of quasi more stable or they feel like it is. But then just like your point, right, from what is it, November 12th down to, to yesterday uh, as of this recording, right, both of those are down 40 plus percent. And so yeah, we, and I, we think I of think it like some, that safety, but it's not. I think sometimes there's a feeling like speaking to contra assets in particular, if you think about gold as a hedge, part of the reason that that people flock to gold typically in inflationary environments is that it is it is a finite resource right and it has a value to it and i think that you know there's a there's the easy i think almost misconception of saying okay gold's not related to the government or any currency systems especially if you're looking at fiat currency well right. neither is crypto so they're the same but the reality is when you look at how cryptocurrencies trade, they trade a lot more like an equity than yep. a stabilizer. And I think it's just important to understand that just because you maybe see like a political advantage to that right. doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna behave in the same manner as some of the more traditional assets that are used as inflation hedges. And so it's just something to think about, right? But right. I think, you know, kind of going back to what you said with the core and explore, and I, I love that phrase. I, I, every time you say it, I'm like, oh, it's genius. Is that if you've got the core taken care of and you know you're headed in the right direction and you're content and happy with what your plan looks like, then it makes sense to go and explore. But again, as a general rule, I personally wouldn't look at putting more than 10 or maybe 20% 
of overall net worth right. into assets that are more speculative. And I would say that's based on total net worth. The higher your net worth is, the more aggressively you can lean into those types of things. Right. And, you know, I think that goes to some just kind of common misconceptions anyways, because we're told to take risk when we're young and then get conservative when we're older. And right. I've always felt that that's been kind of a ridiculous thing to say, because why am I going to take a bunch of risk when I could lose everything? It makes more sense to build a solid and stable and predictable foundation. And when I know I've gotten that piece taken care of to be very diligent and purposeful about taking risk with smaller chunks of money, I don't want to risk everything every time I'm making a bet, but if I'm taking small pieces and taking risk with that, knowing that the overall plan is taken care of, there's some logic in that that just seems to ring truer, right? Right, right. Well, and, and it goes back to, if I have $10,000 and I lose $10,000, it is a really bad day. But if I have a million dollars and I lose $10,000, I may not be happy, but I'm also not destitute. So it, right. it's, it's just understanding perspective and scale. Right, right. And, and I think for me, when I think about how do I know what is core versus explore, if I'm looking at my, my balance sheet or if I'm looking at a portfolio, okay, which, which of these items are core assets and which of these are explore? I think for me, one of the things that's a really easy tell is if, you're, if you have FOMO for crypto, if you have FOMO for anything, I'm, I'm, if I don't get in now, I'm gonna miss out that should be a, an easy signal in your brain that this is an explorer thing that you're going after. Yep, yep. Eric, I think that's brilliant. And um, I think these are concepts that we can all apply to our philosophy with money. And sure. um, I appreciate you bringing this topic up. It's a good one. It's been fun. So hopefully, um, hopefully that was useful. If there's anything else we can do for you or any other questions, uh, feel free to DM us and, and reach out that way. And where can they find you, Mary? They can find me at The Wealth Woman on social media, or you can just find me as Mary Kane Lyons on LinkedIn. What about you? Yeah, I'm Economics with Eric on Facebook and Instagram, and then the same as well on, uh, on LinkedIn, just Eric Alexander on LinkedIn. So have a great day. Thank you guys so much.